This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Uh, Really excited about today and going to minister to you today. Um, Just kind of like a one-off message, um, a standalone message. We're not going to go into a series with this. Uh, It was the last Sunday of January that we're initially um, having this service. And so uh, next month, February, we're going to start a series called Family. And so we're going to talk about all things family. We just came out of our fast in a series called Making Room. So this kind of will lend a, uh, kind of what we're coming out of as far as making room for God in your life as well as family. And you'll kind of see um, how this leads that way. Uh, but this is a message uh, um, about uh, when I think of his goodness. And so what I wanted to do today is something a little different is I literally just want to walk through um, uh, the journey of my life with God in different seasons of my life and how I experience God's goodness. And I just want to just share some stories and uh, share some things and allow you to just peer into kind of my journey with God. I just felt led of the Spirit of God this past week to share and to walk through God's goodness. All right. Uh, And so, and just really each kind of point I share, it's going to be a literal season of my life, where I was, what was going on, and just... um, Hopefully this really encourages you in your journey and your walk with God, okay? So let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for what you're going to tell us today. I pray that, Lord, as people hear uh, the stories of what you have done and are doing, I pray that they are encouraged. I thank you, Lord, that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I pray that this really just encourages people to continue uh, with you, God, and to stay on track with what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's jump into this. When I think of his goodness. So I just want to open up with a scripture, a very familiar scripture, Psalm 23, verse 6. And it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And that scripture right there is just a story of my literal journey with God. It's his goodness and mercy has followed me, and you will hear about that today. And it says then, in context of that verse, it says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And much of my story, much of my journey, much of the goodness of God for me um, has happened in and through his house, in and through the local church and the, the the various churches I've been a part of in my journey, all right? And so um, we're gonna kind of go chronologically here, okay, into this. Um, but we're gonna start with kind of the first church that I called my church home. I was a teenager. Um, I got saved at a skate ministry, skateboard ministry. Many of you know this. And it was a, a awesome church that I got saved through because I, they reached us. Um, but there were leaders from around the city from different churches that would come to this weekly kind of youth gathering. Um, and it wasn't really a gathering of worship. It was, it was an outreach um, 
and they would do Bible study and allow us skaters to skate the ramp. But we connected with some leaders there and they brought us um, to a church called Pentecostal Deliverance Church. All right, so these were more early 30s, more young adults, and we were, you know, literally, you know, just, you know, high school students. So they brought us to that church like, yo, you got to check this church out. This is the church we've been going to. The pastor's like 23 and, you know, the senior lead pastor is like in his 80s and they're just powerful. So when they brought us there, me and my friends really connected there. Um, You know, the spirit of God was moving. Um, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. I experienced the power and presence of God and... um, and yeah, it was it was a powerful season of my life. Me and my friends, I really got planted there. I started serving in church there. Like so all of those things were new to me, but that is where I got planted. I'm like, "Hey, these are my pastors. This is my church. I'm going to be here on Sunday." So so in this season of my life, I just want to share this kind of when I think of his goodness, okay? This is what happened for me. There, this season stirred in me a love and commitment for the local church. I didn't even know what that was. I don't even think I could give you the, the, the language to what was going on in me as an unchurched teenager that, that got saved. And now it's like, man, this is my church, my spiritual home. I mean, I really got planted. I mean, it was clear. I wasn't just, I wasn't church hopping. I wasn't just, oh, I had an experience with God and just drifted off. No, I got connected. I got up in church community. I was discipled. Uh, They were giving me books to read. I was going to back in the day, you know what I'm saying? You had Sunday school, uh, which was a a Bible study before the service, right? So so you show up, they pray, you do Bible study. And then after Bible study, there'd be like maybe a 20 minute, half hour break there. And then you would go into your service and then we'd have service. And then after the service, we would go to the park um, and we would evangelize. Uh, We'd have a soup kitchen at the park. And then we would go either eat there or go out to eat and then come home for Sunday night, come come to church for Sunday night service. I mean, uh, so that was where, that was kind of the method. But but that was where, it was uh, was an amazing time of my life, okay? And so in this season of my life, when I think of God's goodness, Right here, this is kind of my first point here today, is his goodness is found in community. I experienced so many things in my church. Like this is my church. This is where me and my friends are gonna connect and go. We went to other churches. We would we would uh, go to other meetings and gatherings. Actually, my leaders and pastors would bring us to, oh, this speaker's in town over, there was a, uh, like a big church, more of a predominant church in our city uh, called Jubilee Christian Center. Um, it's where like a legendary gospel singer, uh, praise and worship leader, Ron Canoli's from. So we would go to that church at times and check out other speakers and other things and stuff. But this was my church. This is this is where I was confirmed, affirmed. I in this season of my life, I I started to have an understanding of spiritual authority and covering. 
and 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 how uh, my calling and my gift and what I was personally called to do was affirmed here. I mean, they brought me to conferences of speakers. I mean, I mean, me and my friends were like, we're all up in this. I mean, we encountered Jesus and we're like, let's do this thing. All right. And so, so here, once again, it started me. I love it. A commitment for the local church. This is where I truly, authentically encountered the supernatural presence of God. Unquestionably, um, I, I had friends that were delivered of demons, and I witnessed these exorcisms of my, you know what I mean? Literally, uh, we experienced the power of God to a degree of, 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 of just um, the presence of God coming in our gatherings and manifesting, um, you know, and, and weeping and joy and laughter and just the power of God, all right, at this time. Um, and so here we go. Here's another verse here. But Psalm 65, verse 4, okay, as you're turning there, Psalm 65, verse 4, once again, his goodness is found in community. And in all that that entailed, I, I am forever grateful for this season of my life. Imagine, teenager, unchurched, didn't know anything. And I will come into this community. I'm invited into this church and it changed my life. It changed my life. Changed my life, okay? And it wasn't just God's presence. It wasn't just God touching me. It was it was in and through this community, in the family of God, the church. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like th this, this was like, I, I, this is what happened to me as a young person at this time. I am going to live for this. I am going to give my life to God. And, 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 I, and because I was so blessed by this season. But here we go. Let me read this verse. Psalm 65, verse 4. Blessed is the man you choose and cause to approach you. Think about this. This verse really speaks to the season of my life for me. That he may dwell in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Right here in the season of my life, I experienced, I was satisfied with the goodness that I got from the house of God. So yeah, his goodness is found in community. And I've experienced that. I mean, when I think of his goodness, I just think of that time of my life and how my leaders, I mean, um, my pastors, they encouraged me, they affirmed me, they challenged me, and they sent me, okay? So I had this encounter with God during that season of feeling called to come down. This was... Um, I was living, obviously, it's in San Jose, Northern California at the time. That's where I'm from. And I had this encounter with God to come down to Bible college. Um, I felt like God was speaking me to do that. And it was, um, the school uh, was right here in Orange County, south of LA here. Um, and it was an, a, a global school, meaning there were people from all over in, in that school. It was a mission, more of a missions kind of school. So it wasn't a university but it was just a two-year more of a spiritual emphasis, but it was a two-year Bible college. Tuition, people moved from all over to come here. I mean, there were students in my class from uh, different parts of South America, Central America, um, 
Mexico, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, Ukraine, uh, different parts of Europe, and Africa. So, um, and um, um, Iceland, actually. Uh, and um, I don't know if there's anybody there from Canada, but uh, in different parts of the U.S. So my, it, it wasn't a very big school as far as quantity of students, but literally in my class, um, I had people from all of those areas of the world in my class. So it's kind of cool. It's uh, international. So it's kind of like stepping out of even Southern California culture into this environment because it was it had global influence. So it's like the environment of the school was very diverse as far as nationality like it was pretty pretty cool so um my pastors up in san jose when i approached them and said hey um i feel called to go down there uh, my pastor who was really the associate at the time but he was younger so he more was really kind of mentoring us and stuff like that um but i told him i said i feel like god's telling me to go to this school and he was like and i thought he was going to be because i was relatively young in the lord only saved a couple years I was 20 years old and uh, he said, go, you know? Um, and then I was like, well, uh, it starts on Monday. So it's like, this is a step of faith. I'm moving quick. And he said, go. So I had the money uh, to do it. I was uh, skateboarding professionally and I saved money living with my dad. I was only paying $100 a month for rent. But once I started getting paid, I had to pay rent. And I was paying 100 bucks for my room. Wasn't bad. You know, I wish I was still paying that today. But um, my dad said, hey, if, you, if you're making money, you're going to pay a little rent. So anyway, so I, so I was able to save. And so I came down here. All right. So this next season of my life, um, when I think of God's goodness, a lot happened here. I really connect, connected with some students there. Um, so I'm coming from the skateboard world. I wasn't a church kid per se, still just kind of newly saved if you think about it. just maybe a few years in of being saved and and stuff like that but I was but my pastor sent me in a sense they blessed me they were like go do it you know what I'm saying so I I really appreciate that that they did not try to you know hold on to me they were like hey you know go out and obey God so that was such a blessing to me um, that they affirmed challenged and sent me. Okay, and so, but in this season of my life, I really experienced, and I, I experienced this in my early years of being saved in San Jose because I had a core group of friends there. But, but here at this time, it was like, because I was in such a foreign environment, I didn't know anybody, knew nobody. There was no like, hey, what's up, man? I remember you. No, I just came in like, okay, everything and everybody is new. Okay, but this is what I, I started to discover in the season of my life was the importance of friends in purpose. Like when I'm in it, it's like, God, who are my people while I'm in it? Who, who, is, who is in this with me? Who is, who is in this for me? Like, who am I going to connect to? And I'll be honest with you, I had a little bit of trouble connecting with some people there. Um, some of the people that, you know, just didn't quite connect. But then there was this crew of, of these, uh, this crew of Hispanic dudes that were from a different part of Northern California. I didn't know them. They were more from the Sacramento kind of Modesto area. And um, a crew of them were friends because they're kind of from the same area. And they came to that school. And so for whatever reason, I mean, these were the dudes I really connected with. 
and um, um, and and really became friends with them. Ended up obviously through time, you know, during you know college days, you kind of live with your friends, and you you know. So these were the dudes I literally lived with, went to school with, and um, some of my friends from San Jose ended up coming to this school during my second year there because they started to see kind of what this environment was doing for me and my spiritual growth. So they came down. So it, it was really a cool season of me learning about the importance of having the right people and connecting to the right people in the season I was in. And so here we go. Let's read this verse here. Romans chapter 16, verses 21 to 24. And it says, Timothy my fellow worker, and Lucius, Jason, and um, Sausus Potter. <laughs> Sorry if I uh, brutalize that guy's name. My countrymen greet you. I, um, Tertius, who wrote this epistle, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, my host, and the host of the whole church greets you. Erastus, the treasurer of the city greets you. And Quartus, a brother, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You're probably wondering, why did I read, uh, you know, Paul's benediction of this letter? Because in the scripture, and he's, it's, this is all over. If you read Acts and the letters, Paul is talking about real people. I mean, he's talking about multiple people. And some of the language he uses with these people he speaks about is like co-laborers, fellow workers, fellow soldiers in the Lord. Um, he's validating them, affirming them. And so this kind of stuff, when I read the New Testament, it shows me how God works through small circles of community. Like God is not like, God is not married to our events and to our, you know, um, production. He is not married to um, our programs, right? Those things are methods, but they are not innately and distinctively the gospel, nor are they community. Okay, but I'll tell you what God is married to is God is married in a sense, you know, to his bride. He is committed to her and he is committed to the church. The church is community. It is people. And I love how the Apostle Paul in the letters we see that these are real people he knows, real people he's serving with. Real people he's encouraging, leading, mentoring, and pastoring. And I know even some people say, you know, like even pastors will say this. They'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm a pastor, but I'm not really like into people. I know it sounds weird. Or like, you know, I have more of an apostolic gift. So I'm more into leading or, or, you know, I'm more of a communicator or I'm more prophetic. So people weird me out and trip me out. So I got to keep my distance. And I understand, I'm not speaking about personality or spiritual gift, but let's not over um, emphasize our personality and spiritual gift. And now I'm talking to church leaders out there as an excuse to not truly have relationship with real people. Because as pastors, the, the, the true model we have of 
apostolic ministry and pastoral ministry as far as a New Testament pattern is the Apostle Paul. And if Apostle Paul was called an apostle and he operated as an apostle, meaning he plant churches and was like this catalyst of moves of God in cities and he operated in that kind of spiritual authority and power, praise the Lord. But come on, look at his life. He was connected to real people. He was discipling actual people. And, and, and let's not get lost in the organizational production and program of, of how we do church. Let's get committed to and involved in real ministry with real people. And so here's my next point. And I learned this during my Bible college days because of the friends around me is that God works in tribes. And I, I know that's like a, an interesting word. It's kind of like a, a tribe. What I mean is just small circles of people. This is how God has always worked. He, Jesus had 12. That's God's method is real relationship. God's method is not how big as far as quantity of people is a local church. That is not in the paradigm of true discipleship. I'm not saying God doesn't do that and work in and through that, but that is a method of ministry. My question is, in that method, is there true connection? Can you say people's names that you are connected to and authentically doing life with as the Apostle Paul did? So I found my crew in Bible college. I found my tribe. And God satisfied my desire with the type of people I could connect with. All right. And this was a very powerful and unique time for me. And not everybody, you know, some people I think, I don't know if it was their own pride or their own thought of who I should be hanging out with. But I remember some dudes and um, saying, oh, you need to be careful hanging out with those Hispanic guys. You know, I like dudes and like, I'm serious. Uh, like warning me, oh, they might be trouble for you. And I don't know if they had race, racial issues, racist issues or prejudice issues. But um, some of those people that said those kind of things ended up, their life ended up going way south and just, I, it's, I'm heartbroken over their life, but they were uh, kind of judging me for, for hanging out with these dudes. And these were the guys that kept me on track in the purpose of God in the season of my life. Once again, folks, remember this. God works in and through tribes. God works in tribes, in and through tribes. And once again, just to reiterate, it's, it's those small circles. You gotta know who is that? Who, who's in your circle? Who's in your corner, right? And, and, and I really experienced this during this time and uh, one, of the, one of the really most fondest times of my life is to grow as a young adult in the kingdom, to grow and develop as a person and discovering who I am even as a person in my 20s around the, this crew of guys, even though some of the people in the Bible college were like, uh, you know, they were, um, I don't know, uh, they must have had issues or something with me hanging out with Mexicans. I don't know. But, but that... I, and I'm laughing because it's kind of like, I don't know why they were tripping, but this is, these are my friends. And at the time, I'll be honest with you, like these were the dudes I connected with. So, um, uh, it, you know, I just more easily connected with them than anybody else there. And um, I don't know, I you could just relate to them on some level. 
you know, we listen, we like the same kind of music and, and we just, uh, yeah, um, that was my crew. And so can't please everybody, but man, if this is who's, who's walking with me and, and part of my, my, my core of, of who's in purpose with me, man, let's do this. So here, I just want to share some verses on this, just about the importance of this. It's Philippians chapter two, all right, verse one to three. And I'm going to read quickly, read through this, Philippians 2, starting in verse 1. Therefore, um, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. You see, you got to, Paul's talking to Philippi, the, the, the church there, and he's like, man, get, be like-minded, right? You got to have people in there that are like-minded when, uh, on the things that matter. On spiritual things. I'm telling you, you got to be around people that are like-minded on the most important things. The gospel, Christ. I mean, that this is who is going to be a part of you fulfilling God's purpose. Um, having the same love, being of one accord, which is unity, of one mind. It says it again, verse 3. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. We need others, and others need us. Here's another one. Here's another one. 1 John chapter 1, 2 to 4. 1 John chapter 1, starting in verse 2. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declared to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. They are talking about Jesus. Verse three, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, all right? That you also may have fellowship with us. I mean, you cannot avoid the importance of authentic spiritual connection in community with people in the scriptures. This is part of the gospel. We are the body of Christ, fitly joined together, every part doing its share. And so this is so important that you also may have fellowship with us, all right? And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. This is a spiritual thing that we want you to have fellowship with us and know that our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. I, we have this vertical relationship with God and Christ and we want you in on it. And we wanna be in on with what God is speaking to you and the presence of God on your life. You know, there was this exchange, this commonality, this communion, this common unity, like-mindedness on spiritual matters. So important for you to, to fulfill God's purpose. When I look back, I think about this. I genuinely go, thank you, God, for those men that were in my life during that time of my life. Verse four, in these things we write to you, that your joy may be full, all right? So, so I, that, when I look back in that season of my life in Bible college, man, that's really what I think about and appreciate. And so also in that season is when I knew, I discovered that I was called to preach and teach the word of God. I, I knew it then, 
in a a real way, I had a supernatural encounter with God uh, that confirmed that this is a calling and a responsibility on my life. And so that has been my focus since then. Okay, so that experience happened um, in 1996. I knew then. I mean, I went to college because I felt a call, but it was overtly and extremely confirmed that this is your calling, be obedient to it, take the responsibility. And this, this was in 1996. It was during my first year of Bible college. And, um, and I also learned something else at this time when I think about God's goodness during this time is I learned and developed a desire to pray. And, and that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons that I even pray three days a week on Facebook and Instagram, it really comes from that season of my life. That this was, it's just something that I have a drive to pray, um, to pray. Um, that's just, I, I, I love to be alone with God and to pray and to get in there with God. And so that's one of the reasons, it's really the reason I do that is during my Bible college time there, there was this optional thing you can do, which what they called back then, they called it prayer school. So after school was over, mo- most students would go off to their job or, or you know what I mean, whatever, uh, home, whatever. And uh, but, so, um, but three days a week, um, after school, there was an opportunity for an hour and a half of prayer in, a, in like a in like a uh, a led prayer gathering where one of the teachers would lead prayer and lead students and, and faculty in prayer for an hour and a half. And so, me and some of my friends, um, uh, including Quack, actually, when he came second year, that's something we committed to. Um, you know, he and I both. So I had my work schedule worked around that. I'm not saying this to you so you think, oh, Pastor Sean, wow, you're so spiritual. Oh, you know, no, I'm just saying it really this season of my life, I learned and developed a desire to pray, to pray. And so, um, so yeah, it was just a, a really cool time. So here's the last kind of season I wanted to share about. So I go from San Jose to Orange County to Bible College. It was two-year Bible College. That school actually was planting churches. Um, our graduates were graduating after two years and they were planting churches. So when I graduated, they had planted a church from graduates. Um, uh, graduates had graduated. The year I began, uh, uh, a family uh, took a group of students, uh, a couple that graduated, took a group, about 12 students to Oceanside and planted a church. So when I started Bible college in the fall of 95, this church was planted in Oceanside that came out of this school I was in. So that particular pastor that was sent to Oceanside to plant this church, he was also a teacher in the school. And so when I, he was my favorite teacher. So I was like, man, I'm going to go to, I, I had a desire to go to his church. And so the school sent me down to this church and I was down there for 11 years. So from the point of graduating, I drove my hoopty of a car that couldn't even pass the smog, drove it down to Oceanside with all my stuff. And I, uh, graduated. I was, um, 22 years old. It was a two-year school, so I was 22 at the time, and I moved down to Oceanside, and um, and I was there for 11 years. And um, and during this season of my life, God revealed something about Himself to me multiple times, and I'll kind of share this. Um, is 
he, he, he shared with me, and this is my last point, is that he's a God of confirmation. That God is a God of confirmation. Okay, he's going to speak to us. He's going to lead us. He's going to require us to step out in faith. But he will confirm that you are in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. He will always confirm. He will most likely never do it when we think we need the confirmation. He will stretch us and grow us in our faith. But he will confirm what he has said. He will confirm it, okay? So, so this in the season of my life, I think I was only there in Oceanside maybe for a couple weeks at this point. Only a couple weeks. It wasn't too long. I just kind of gotten there and got settled in. And my pastor at the time, it was a we had a like a midweek service, and he preached a message called "A Fresh Revelation of Jesus." I can I remember the message. I remember the scriptures he used. I remember his stories because I listened to it many many times after. Um, and so, and during that mesh message. Um, I had, I had an encounter with God and he supernaturally confirmed to me that I was where I was called to be in the season of, in this particular season of my life. So while in Oceanside, um, my pastor preached the message, right? Uh, fresh revelation of Jesus. And it, the message was just about uh, the simplicity of Christ. And uh, we just got to, you know, fresh revelation of Jesus. Like, you know, he just shared stories of, as of late at that time where God was just showing him, it's all about me, forget all this other stuff, who cares about this, about that, or whatever, just Jesus, right? Like, just focus on him, fall in love with him. He's gonna make sure joy is there. He's gonna make sure peace is there and all this. And then, and it was just a powerful message. It really spoke to me. I mean, it was like, bam, you know, God was just, um, you know, piercing my heart. And it's just the truth of the word of God. I was like, just soaking it up. Right. And then after he preached, because his message was all about the simplicity of Jesus, like his wife came up with a, like a hymnal and they started to sing this old hymn, like literally out of a hymnal. Right. And, and was like, we were, you know, what you would consider just, you know, spirit-filled church and all this. And, and we were singing all the new songs, but she popped open this hymnal and singing um, this song, uh, you know, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. He's walking by this very moment and he'll hear your heart's cry. Something like that. Okay, I still remember the song. Um, and God's presence, literally, the only way I can think of it or say it is like, he just, it just filled the room. And when they were singing that, like, reach out and touch the Lord like, as he passes by, it literally felt like, like it was so, his presence was so strong. Like I was weeping. I was in tears because it was like, his presence was so strong. It was like just tears of joy. And he was just telling me, you are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. He was confirming my decision to move down there. Confirming where I was, what I was doing. And it literally felt like, like the only way I can explain it is, Jesus was literally walking down the walkways of our sanctuary. Like his presence was that strong. And as they were singing it, I was just getting a revelation of God just being there with me, confirming, 
you're right where I want you. Not just breaking, just breaking right there before him. And so he's a God of confirmation, okay? When I think of his goodness and I look back, I'm like, God has confirmed his will for me um, time and time again. So here, let me read this scripture here. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 8. Who will also confirm you to the end? That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.8. I'm going to read it again who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse nine, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This word confirm is so powerful. It means, this is what it means. When God confirms, um, what it means is God may lead you in a direction. He may speak to you to go in a certain direction, speak to you to start serving, speak to you about a job, speak to you um, and confirm with you about a relationship, about to move. And this is the thing. God will confirm that. What does that mean? In the Greek, it means this, to walk where it is solid. He will confirm. Because when you're out in faith, you, 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 you wrestle with doubt at times. You wrestle with Man, is this God? Is this isn't God? Is this me? Is this the flesh? Is this God or is this the devil, right? Like what, I'm out here, God. I'm trusting you. I believe I'm supposed to be out here. And when you're out there in his timing, he will confirm. He will show you. He will show you that you are walking where it is solid. It's reliable. And, and confirm means he'll guarantee. He'll come through and show you. You're right where I need you to be. It means to make sure. So I stepped out. I moved to Oceanside. I packed my hoopty of a car, rolled down there, um, started actually living with one of the pastors in a room he had, um, and really connected with him, a pastor there, Pastor Vince Lamone, and and uh, you know just kind of went for this. I was a professional skateboarder at the time, so I was moving further away from where I was originally from, where my skateboard, the company I skated for was at up in San Francisco. I moved to Orange County and then further south to San Diego County. And I'm like, God, is this what you want me to do? I feel a call, a pull, a tug in this direction. And yes, he made sure. Fully reliable. That's what it means. It means to ratify. So he ratified that decision that night. So I was weeping in his presence to establish to, to it, it really kind of means to feel, to cause us to feel in that moment that I am where God wants me to be. We actually feel it and sense it and know it in that moment. He confirmed. So confirmation is always on the, our journey with God. It's always on that road of obedience. It's coming. You might feel like you stepped out in faith. You might feel like you're out there in faith. And I'm telling you, sooner or later, God will confirm. Why? Because he's a God of confirmation. All right. If we're in his will, he will confirm that we are. All right. I want to give you another one quickly. This is very more recent. This is literally a few weeks ago. Um, my, uh, my really good friend, best friend of mine, 
that has been you know a part of my life through every season I've actually mentioned. Kwok Nguyen, he's a board member of our church. And um, he was there at, at, at that Pentecostal Deliverance Church. We actually started going there together. I was there first, then he got saved and started going there. And this is kind of my journey. And then he ended up coming to the Bible college. Um, and uh, he was in Bible college when I went down to Oceanside. And he actually went a different direction at that point. Um, uh, but, but recently he, he called me, he had a dream and in his dream, this is what he said. He's like, bro, I had a dream and he was, and he was like, man, I don't know if this is God or what, but I just feel inclined to call you and tell you this. And so he's like, this is a dream. So he was like, you and your family, your wife and your kids, like just showed up with this car. And he's like, you guys were just really stoked. And he's like, it was a, it was a, the car was a, was a Volkswagen and it was like, you like tricked it out, right? It was like, you know, that show, uh, with exhibit, you know, pit my ride. He was like, it was like that, right? Like you showed up and you're like, bam, check out this car. Right. And so he explained about the car a little bit. And anybody know that knows dreams and dream interpretation, um, cars can represent ministry or the church or the, the, the vehicle by which you're doing ministry in, right? And so uh, so he said, man, it was a trick because you had like a, this wood paneling in the inside and, and he explained it and I won't go into all the details and there was no roof and it looked really cool. And he even said in the dream, he's like, man, I was so stoked for you guys. It was almost like, dang, because this car was given to us at a certain in a certain state and he's like, man, you guys tricked it out. Like it was super dope. And he was like, it looked amazing. And he kept saying, you had everything you needed. You had everything you needed. And, and when he was speaking this to me, I was like literally in a parking lot of a grocery store. And I was sitting in the car and um, he was speaking this to me. And, and, and it was confirming like where we are, like the church we have was given to us in a certain state. And it was just a confirmation of what we've been able to do by God's grace. Um, and, and, that, and that God has provided. We have had everything we needed. And so I literally looked up, like I was like, oh, it's a Volkswagen. Oh, interesting. So I looked up Volkswagen. What's unique about a Volkswagen? Maybe God will speak to me about kind of the intricacies of a Volkswagen. Like, oh, okay. And there was two things that really jumped out at me. That there was, it, was, um, it was unique design. And I feel like God was confirming that God's going to call us and continue to call us to, to build and to pastor and to lead this community in a unique way. Because God has spoken to my wife and I uniquely that doesn't necessarily line up with maybe other models or types of churches we've heard about. Not that they're, we're better and they're worse. It's just that we are unique. And it also said uh, about Volkswagens that there is longevity. It's unique design and longevity. They last. They are built well. And so that is something that's been my wife and I's heart that we build this thing well. That we take our time and build and disciple people well, and so once again, in this time, in this season of my life, my, my, my best friend had a dream and that dream has confirmed God's grace on us to do this, our excitement for Hope and Church, the unique design, and that our heart is that we are here long-term, that this is a house of longevity. So praise God. Once again, folks, he's a God of confirmation. All right, folks, I hope this was really uh, encouraging to you and to just see the practical journey uh, of my life. I just wanted to share about God's goodness. And once again, I just want to go through these points and then we're going to pray. But his goodness is found in community. 
all right? His goodness is found in community. Uh, my next point was God works in tribes. He works in and through tribes. He, 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 he desires and we need um, a small circle. Um, it's how God works. It's how, we're, how we grow. It's how we develop. It's how we enjoy. It's part of God's way of giving us a community so we can enjoy this journey with others. All right? So next one, he's a God of confirmation. He's a God of confirmation. So let me pray. Father, I just thank you, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, God, for confirming things for people this year. I thank you for their purpose. And I pray, God, that their tribe, their inner circle, their friends will be a part of their purpose, their destiny, God, that they will look back on their life and say, God has been good. So I thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.